probably just smoked a cigarette. <laughs> um, Nothing wrong with that. It's Nothing a senior. We're both seniors. We, you know. Yeah. Sometimes you got to enjoy life. Yeah. Sometimes you got to fuck up. April. Yeah, the end of your life. Um, we've got a lot to cover today. Um, there are four playoff matchups set. The other four are going to be uh, pending the results of these play-in games that will happen on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then Friday. So we'll know everything um, by the end of Friday night. And then first round will start Friday and Saturday with the four games back to back to back to back on both of those days, which is always super fun. Um, so we're going to cover those. But first, we're going to do uh, the beginning. The first episode we did, we did a skins draft, which a long time ago so i don't expect really anyone to remember this Aro barely remembers it but we did like a um it's like you draft teams based on the amount of wins you think they're gonna have or the amount of losses so like if you think a team is gonna win a lot of games say you pick the bucks for this season you would draft their wins and they had i think they won 57 games or something like that so you would get plus 57 points you could also do losses so if you drafted What's like the Pelicans went 42 and 40 Spurs. drafted our losses. You could have gotten 40 points for that. So we went through, we did it for all 30 teams and I'm not going to read through the whole thing because it took forever, but because it, it would take forever, but um, I'm going to go through some of the notable ones. So I had the first pick, we did a snake draft. So it goes me one, two, three for our own then four, five and so on and so on. Um, Spurs losses was the first pick. They went 22 and 60. I got 60 points for that. Aro's second pick was Thunder though. losses. So that fucked me. That's the second yeah. overall pick. Yeah, they went 40 oh, and 42. Man. Not great. Um, the rest are pretty pedestrian until the sixth pick, which is Aro's. He got the Bucks uh, wins plus 58. So that's pretty good. That really worked out for me. Yeah. Yeah. Mid season, it looked okay. But no, yeah. yeah. And I did a couple updates really. on this on Twitter. I hadn't done one since probably February, but. Like the OKC was trending in a weird way and like uh, some of the other ones that we'll get to. But um, eighth pick, I got the Rockets losses. That was 60. Um, so that was a good one. They ended up having the second worst record in the league. Um, Aro with the 11th pick, he gets Celtics wins, which is 57. So he got the two, two top records in the league, uh, both for wins. He ended up drafting. If you look at the picks, I drafted a lot more losses. Aro drafted a lot yeah. more wins. Um, I'm works. an optimist. Yeah, I was I was confident about the teams being bad that I picked, but um, 17th pick. This is the lowest number of points so far. I got the Raptors with 41. Um, oh. Ro at 19th. He drafted Mavericks wins. They only ended up having 38. And we're gonna talk we're gonna talk about them a little bit uh, probably towards the end because think, that, yeah. that situation is just awesome and <laughs> I'm rooting for it so hard for everything to crash oh, and, and it hasn't it hasn't gone like they're probably still going to keep their pick like it didn't go the yeah. the 100 yeah. the way like it could have gone but man it's bad. Bad. It's yeah. awesome. um <laughs> so 21st pick this is the best pick of the whole thing i got the pistons losses uh that's 65 because they only won 17 games um Aro got magic losses at the 23rd pick. That's 48. That was one that was looking pretty bad um, like mid yeah. a couple of months ago as well, but they, they sort of pulled the plug early. Uh, the worst pick of the whole thing um, was King's losses by me, 25th, just 34. That's a tough one. 
Um, and then I also had one that was Nick's losses with the 28th pick, um, which is 35 points. So I got on the wrong side of those two. Uh, the last pick in the whole thing, if anybody's interested, was Lakers losses. They ended up going 43 and 39 to Aro. So overall, um, I had 721 points. Aro had 697. So it was pretty close. Oh, okay. Um, That's actually not too bad. And yeah. what really what really ends up swinging these is picking, you know, if like Aro picks Lakers wins instead of Lakers losses, he gets 43 points. Right. That wouldn't have made it all up. But it's a lot of those where like the yeah. first one seemed pretty obvious. Um except for OKC, I guess. But, like, the first – if you look at the first, like, 10 picks of these, all of them are over, like, 40. So you're never going to get negative. Like, it's pretty hard to get negative on these. So it's interesting. Um, okay. Anyway, now that's over with, um, we are going to talk about the playoff series that we have locked in already. Uh, the first one – or actually, I'm going to ask you, what do you think is the most interesting one that we have that's locked? That's locked in. Yeah. Um, I think the most intriguing one is uh, it's, it's a toss up for me. Cause I think warriors Kings is going to be really, really fun. Yeah. Um, but I, I think Nick's Cavs might be the most interesting if that makes sense. Yeah. You think it's going to be closer one, potentially. I think it's going to be a little closer. And I think that that one has, cause to me, golden state and Sacramento is a little bit more, uh, it's just going to be high high-powered offenses, who's hot. It's yeah. going to be more of that um, rather than – I think the Knicks-Cavs is going to be a little bit more of, of a slugfest. I think we're going to see a lot of different things in play with that because there's a lot, of, a lot of matchups in that series that are kind of going to go back and forth. And, like, it's so – both teams are young enough and, like – well, maybe not young, but, like, fresh enough that we're not quite sure what we're going to see out of them. Because, um, yeah. I mean – the Randall storyline is very interesting to me. Brunson in the playoffs this year without having Luca is going to be interesting to see on the other side. I mean, Mitchell has had, well, I don't want to go too much into it, but like, again, you know, Mitchell's had his playoff successes in the past, but like, how does he do now with, you know, this brand new team? Um, so I think that's probably the most interesting. Um, but I think the, the Warriors Kings is like that. If you're going to watch one series from yes. start to end and you just want pure entertainment, I think that's the one. Yeah, I think we're going to start. I, I, I definitely agree with you. I think Warriors-Kings, like, that's going to be must-see TV pretty much the whole time, especially the games that are in Sacramento. Um, that game one, it's going to be – they got the ABC slot. It's going to be Saturday night. That's must-watch. Like, yeah. put cancel your plans, whatever, or make sure you're yeah. somewhere with the TV because – make sure you're somewhere with the TV with sound, honestly, because yeah. it's going to be yeah. the loudest arena that we've seen in a long time. Um, so Kings Warriors, um, the North Northern California battle, um, Kings first playoff appearance since 2006, that breaks the longest streak in the NBA, which I think the, who has that now? Uh, I believe it's gotta be I think it's Charlotte. No. Cause they were in, the, they were in, in 2017. Yeah. They snuck in there. Oh, man, that's a good question, actually. Or maybe it was. I don't know. Mid-2010s, right? They must have gotten in there one year. They had. They were in the playoffs with Kimba, and they played Miami, and they lost. Yeah. So it's not the Magic? No, but the Magic made the playoffs like three years ago. Less than three years ago. It's like two years ago, actually. It is Charlotte, uh, actually. I just looked it up. When was the last time they made it? Six years. 
So 2017. That's right. But yeah, for some reason I thought because the Pistons, I thought somebody made, the Pistons must have been the eight seed in one of those walkovers. Well, they, they had one of those Blake Griffin years. I think they made the playoffs. And the Bucks just ran through them. Yeah. Yeah. Because hmm. huh. right. the Spurs. Oh, parody than I expected. Spurs right. are getting up there now. Yeah. Made in 2018. <laughs> like three yeah. years ago. Yeah. Okay. So. Suns Warriors, we could have gotten this series, um, but I think uh, Kings Warriors is going to be just as fun or better. Um, the home court for the Kings is going to be a huge storyline here. Um, Warriors are 11, 11 and 30 on the road. Uh, no team since we talked about this last time, but no team since um, ever has, has gotten, or since like the merger, the NBA ABA merger, which was in the 1970s. Um, has ever won the title with having a road record under 500. The Warriors are 11 and 30 on the road. Um, they played a really, they played some early games versus each other. The Warriors are two and one versus the Kings this year. Um, and all those games are fun too. <laughs> no, yeah, they're all high scoring. Um, I think, I think at least in two out of the four, no one was resting. The last game, the Kings kind of pulled the plug and allowed the Warriors to get into this matchup a couple of day, nights ago. I think that was Friday. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be great. Um, Kings defending the Warriors, the Warriors are ninth in offensive rating this year. The Kings are 26th in D rating. Um, a lot of, a lot of what you think when it comes to defending the Warriors is how you, how you defend the pick and roll. Um, luckily for the Kings, they don't play a lot of drop. Uh, they sort of play the screens at the level. It's a bonus. Um, so he can move his feet better than, um, I think most people would expect, um, they, their middle, the Kings defensively, um, they allow the fifth highest opponent three-point percentage, um, their middle in the pack, um, and the amount of like actual makes and attempts allowed from three. Um, but the, the real weakness of the Kings defense is, is the rim protection, um, opponent shoots almost 70% at the rim against them. Um, the Warriors don't have a ton of rim pressure outside of Wiggins, um, so if you're looking for a victory on the Kings side defensively, that's where it is. Um, but I think even when you are playing these screens at the level, you're going to get a lot of Draymond in the short roll. You're going to get a lot of uh, potentially Looney in the short roll, making passes. Um, even, even other players, if they decide to go small, it could be Wiggins um, where you're, you're kind of creating these four on three situations If they decide to double step at the top Um and you're able to get this Kings defense in rotation, which I think against the Warriors is the scariest thing you can do because all the shooting that they have. Um, and I do think the blueprint for the Warriors offensively is to try to get to as many of those four on three um, situations, or it's a three on two or whatever it is where you have an advantage um, and just allow Draymond and Looney and Wiggins, whoever it is to make the right decision over and over and over and over and over again, get it to your shooters get back cuts, layups, all the stuff that they do um, that's smart defensively. And just don't be careless with the ball because this Kings team can run, especially with Fox. So, Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And they want to run, right? They yeah, want as many easy baskets. Thing, we've right? talked about this a little bit before, but the idea that the Kings offense will slow down in the playoffs, I just don't see it. Like, I think I think it's going to be – it's not going to be like Memphis where you're, you're sort of allowing – they sort of allow themselves to get into half-court games – um, especially in the second round versus the Warriors, but um, the Kings want to run. Um, and I think they're going to be able to, especially at home when the momentum is kind of shifting and 
um, big shots. If it's Herter hitting a three and the crowd goes wild, like there's going to be a lot of, a lot of that um, going on where um, if, if the Warriors can get those backline defenders in rotation, not turn the ball over, I think they've, I think they can take care of this in six, but um, they've been sloppy before and they've also been really bad on the road. So um, I think, you know, I'd say the Kings probably take game one. Um, and like, if I had to script this out, I think most, what most likely happens, the Kings take game one, um, Warriors take game two, win both in Oakland, um, come back to Kings rally in game five, and then it's over in six. But um, a lot of things can swing it, especially with your, when, when you're playing, uh, when you're playing a team with as much high uh, three-point volume and the variance that the Kings have where, you know, if her six of eight from three and you've got Leak Monk can go for, for 27 any night. Um, so it's, it's scary. Yeah. I think to be honest with you, that, that's probably the exact same script that I have as well for that. Um, I just can't, it's tough for me to see uh, Golden State losing at home in this series. Um, and, but it's also really tough for me to see Sacramento being able to like hold serve consistently. I think game one's almost a lock. I think like the energy is going to be there. They may run them out of the building, like by, by the end of the first quarter. Um, definitely by the end of the first half, I feel like it might just be kind of done. Um, but after that, like, I, I think the Warriors just, it's a little too much experience. And I think that they have a little bit more, uh, again, like margin for error than the Kings do. I think the Kings really need like Fox to have sort of like, like all time breakout, like performance here in the playoffs to really be able to succeed. I think Sabonis is going to struggle. Um, I think that uh, they're, I mean, I presume that Draymond's going to be on them the whole time. And I don't love that uh, for the Kings. Um, yeah. And I think that the Warriors are probably going to try and go small pretty early and try and match the Kings with that. I don't think it really makes sense for them to play too much of Looney um, outside of like select situations. Um, and I think pool could be big for the series. Cause like you said, like the rim pressure, like the Warriors don't really have a lot of that. Um, and like outside of Wiggins, like I, I probably look to pool to be the other guy. Yeah. That, like really gives a lot of rim pressure. Um, and like you mentioned, like the pick and rolls up top, like if you can kind of get downhill, um, and just be able to attack the basket and like either, yeah, like get Sabonis into early foul trouble um, or just, you know, be able to score kind of at will. That's probably the biggest like swing factor for me. Um, I think everything else is sort of a known quantity. Uh, you kind of know what you're going to get out of Steph. You kind of know that you're probably going to get a couple games of clay going off. Yeah. And Clay's, uh, Clay's had a really great year. He, he, he made over yeah. three and it's kind of flown under the radar, but he's had a lot of, a lot of good games. Yeah. Well, he started a little slow. But yeah. I mean, yeah. By the end of it, he's, he's back to himself by now. Yeah. Um, now again, yeah. I think how the Warriors defend Fox is going to be probably the biggest key for them. Um, I, again, like you got to try and slow it down as much as you can, um, which I mean, I, I want to say they're capable of, but like it's a different beast uh, that they're having to face in the Kings. Um, and then, yeah, like I, I don't know, like Clay is probably not fast enough to really stay on Fox, right? So no, like that, I think it's it's going like, to have to be Peyton. Um, yeah, I think Curry so, is underrated in this sense, where he's a good team defender, but one on one, it's it's not like yeah. you don't want to put that mileage on him where he's playing forty yeah. minutes r- trying to run with his team and also guarding someone who's as quick as Fox. Yeah, um, this is where, I mean, yeah, I think Draymond's going to be huge defensively. 
um, cause he is probably gonna make the biggest difference in terms of the, the health defense when those guys do get beat on the perimeter. Mm-hmm. How are they able to kind of, how is he able to kind of slow down like a Fox long enough for the rest of the rotations to kind of take place? Um, I just, but yeah, at the end of the day, like to me, it just feels like one of those series that like, if the Kings are hitting shots, um, then, you know, like I would think back to like the Dallas series from last year. Like, I think it's going to play out somewhat similar to that, if anything, um, with the amount of like, just if like Sacramento's on, like there's not much that Golden State can do about it, but like, can they last for the whole 48 minutes? Um, I think it's obviously a little bit different because you don't really have like Fox is a very different player to how Luca kind of approaches it. Um, I think Sabonis is also like an added wrinkle to it, but I don't know. I just can't see Sabonis having that much of an impact in this series as much as I hate to say, like, I would love to see it, but like, I just think that he's kind of going to get neutralized off the bat. And if he gets neutralized, like, I think that the Kings are in trouble. Um, Well, I don't, I don't really see a way for the succeed if the Warriors do go small. And even if they don't, you have, you have Looney who's really underrated especially oh, he can move, man. who can yeah. who can move his feet and stick with Savonis and that's and not, not foul yeah not even mentioning Draymond they're both really disciplined um yep. you've got you've got those two guys you can throw at them the Kings are the best offense in the league um they do all the dribble handoff stuff with Herter and Murray and Savonis as well um so I think you're going to see a lot of that but these are two coaches that know each other really well which is an interesting subplot mm-hmm. you've got Mike Brown coaching the Kings and Curve, curse, of course, for the Warriors. Uh, Mike Brown had a stint with the Warriors. I mean, he worked on as an assistant, but he was the head coach for uh, stretches of 2018 when Curve was having his, his back problems. Um, yeah, I, I think Peyton's going to be huge in terms of in terms of staying in front of Fox. But like, I mean, I, there's there's a world in this in this series where it's it's 2-0 Sacramento, and they've just both games have just sort of been able to run on this team and put up 125 in both and the arena's yeah. rocking and the Warriors kind of, you know, have their backs to the wall and we'll see what happens because yeah. this season hasn't been, they haven't really gone on that run yet. Um, if it's a switch you can flip, I think they get the benefit of the doubt more than anyone. But um, I think I think Warriors and six is probably the, the right um, prediction to make. I think there was a stat that the Warriors have stolen at least one game on the road in like every series that like all three of like Steph, Clay, and Draymond have played in, like ever. Some of that, maybe not ever, but like at least since their like first title. It has to. I mean, just going like just going through it, thinking about it. Even yeah. Series where they were pushed. Like you think the three come back, they won Game Six on the road. You think against yeah. Houston, they won Game One and Game Seven. Um, and obviously the finals, the the Even like you're talking about in the series that they won, or no matter what, no matter what, I think. Okay, yeah, I think. I mean, I still think that holds true because Toronto they won Game Two and Game Five. Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't even. I don't even think like yeah. Once they yeah, all that to say that like as much as their road woes are like a concern yeah. in the playoffs, it's a little different. You know, mm-hmm. um, they find a way, it seems like. So, yeah. And we've, I mean, we saw Curry in the Celtics finals. That was just, he yeah. reached a level that was not, I mean, I don't even know. 
if I believed he could reach that level in that game four, if he could ever get that, get to that again. And he did. So I think he's proven himself and clay clay's back. I mean, he's, he's back to what he was. Um, he, he's still streaky. I don't think he's, I don't think he's a hundred percent there defensively anymore, but he's not. Um, yeah. I think in this round, they don't really need that. Um, and if there's, if you want to out offense, the Warriors be my guest. Um, and I hope the Kings can do it because it's, it's going to be fun if they can. So, yeah. um, okay. DiVincenzo is, I just wanted to mention DiVincenzo is like interesting to me. Um, cause he's also like not rim crushing in like the traditional sense, but like, yeah, defensively, he's definitely interesting. Um, but even offensively, I think like he could be the guy that like kind of catches the Kings sleeping a lot. Um, and especially when you talk about like that short roll stuff, like he might be the guy cutting in from the corner yeah, or staying in the corner. He's sneaky athletic. Picks, yeah. He gets offensive boards. He's yeah. Um, all around piece to have. Yeah. I'll just be curious how they end up using him, how much they end up using him. Maybe they go to him a little bit more than pool at times, especially if like pool is struggling. Yeah. Um, and just go small with him. But anyway, yeah, well, if the, Kings, if the Kings start hunting pool with, with Fox, yeah, then that's yeah. where you could see him being yeah. in there. But um, yeah, the Warriors have options, man. The, this team back, and especially with Wiggins back, like they really have options. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what Wiggins so looks like. He hasn't played, and I think he's only played thirty something games this year. I don't remember the last time he was yeah. up. But it's kind of curious to me that he wasn't. I guess it, if it was because of conditioning that he couldn't suit up at all in that Portland game, they were up like forty. Right. Um, that's just a little weird situation. But um, I guess the more rest he gets, the better. And they they were lucky to avoid the play-in because of that. Um, yeah. So he took care of business in that sense. I mean, I think overall this is a pretty good draw for them, all things considered. And I have some big picture stuff I want to talk about at the end about all the seeding, um, okay. seeding sort of stuff that could have happened that kind of didn't. Um, right. Who got who got a good draw and who didn't? Um, but on the Cavs Knicks, um, this one Randall's health is going to loom large. We don't really know what the deal is with him. I'd imagine he's going to be good to go just because these series don't start for another five days. Um, I'll figure, yeah. But you know, you never know with this stuff. Um, you've got the Donovan Mitchell Bowl, uh, the Knicks who missed out on them. Um, you've got great, I mean, just two great defensive anchors and Mobley and Allen, even if Randall is able to go. Uh, Brunson's had an amazing year. He's got quickly off the bench. Um, I think, I think that if there is a place where New York has an advantage, it's that. Their bench is a lot better than the Cavs. The Cavs sort of rely on their starters pretty heavily. Um, and uh, Garland is becoming one of the most underrated players in the league. But, um, you know, this is going to be his first sort of playoff experience. Um, same same for Mobley and uh, same for has – Allen has Allen played in the playoffs? I don't think he has. I think Allen did with Brooklyn. I think he has one series on him. Okay. I'm checking. Yeah, he right played. Now. He was on that the team that played the Sixers, and they went up 1-0 with Russell. Yeah, the Dinwiddie. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, um, it's going to be a good one. He actually has two seasons. Yeah, they made it twice. What was the other one? Uh, 2019 and 2020, back-to-back years. Oh, the Celtics they got one? swept the second year. Uh, it must be, yeah. Oh, wait, 2019. Uh, 2020 was against Toronto. They got swept. Oh, that was a bubble. Uh, yes. And Talk about forgettable. <laughs> like, I don't even – I have no <laughs> memories of that story. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that series at all. Um, wow. Uh, it was against Philly was the other one. Uh, they lost in five. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. 
Okay. So you've got a Coro who I would assume the Knicks are going to let shoot a decent amount, even though he's been hitting them at a pretty good clip. Um, almost 40. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to leave anybody open, he's the guy, right? Yeah. Um, and he, I mean, I think he's really improved this year offensively. Um, I'd be, I'd be pretty nervous about, I'm going to pick the Cavs, but I'd be pretty nervous about picking the Cavs if, if not for, if I thought he was going to be like an Andre Roberson out there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I just think, I mean, I, I don't, I don't see the Knicks being able to score as consistently um, on this Cavs defense as the Cavs will be able to the other way. Um, I think the Knicks are going to need like a big quickly game, maybe two of them. Um, and if I think a, something that could happen is if Mitchell's trying to, we've seen Mitchell kind of shoot his team out of the games before. Um, I don't think yeah. that's as likely to ha- happen because you have Garland sort of running things now, but um, I could see that, especially if it's on the road and MSG. Um, but overall, I just think like Mobley now and protecting the rim against a New York team that's pretty physical. Uh, Josh Hart could, would be fun to watch in this just for the offensive rebounding, all the all the stuff he does, even even guarding Donovan Mitchell. Um, that might be the matchup. Yeah. Um, we'll see if Barrett gets it, but they sort of deferred to, to Hart over Barrett ever since they got him at the deadline. Um, but but what do you what do you see like what are you looking for in this one because it's going to be pretty tight I, I think I think these games are going to be close but I trust I, yeah yeah I think every game is going to be really close um, I mean I, I think the obvious thing to look for um, is how good Brunson is I, I think this next team is probably going to go about as far as he takes them mm-hmm. um, if Randall is back I, I'd be curious how he ends up sort of even more so than him scoring, um, it's just kind of like almost more about how he's able to spread out the Cavs defense with like ha- how much he's able to kind of pull out yeah. Mobley uh, or Allen or whoever's on the court. Because um, I think that's the biggest thing for me for the Knicks is like how do you kind of break down that like Twin Towers thing that the Cavs have? Like how do you either make them go away from it and whether it's on the defensive end and, or – yeah, like whether it's for the Knicks on the defensive end and like you kind of stop them from being able to score and like really bog down their offense and they realize that they can't play both of them or is it on the offensive end with like Randall either pulling them out or you're hitting a lot of shots from the outside, um, whether it's Brunson maybe trying to attack uh, downhill um, off pick and rolls or whatever, you know, it might be. But I, I think that's the biggest thing that I'm going to be looking for because I think like, to, to me it really rests like for the Cavs it rests yeah like I, I think Mitchell's more of like a known quantity than like you're giving him credit for like I, I think he's like to be honest with you in the playoffs for the most part I can't remember too many like really bad games no no I think um, I think I don't think he's done really done that in the playoffs I've there's been a yeah. couple of regular like this hasn't really happened since he was on the Jazz and granted he's only had one season with the Cavs and they've been to the playoffs but there's been a couple yeah. like regular season games where they've been playing these good teams where it's kind of happened, but I don't, I don't really see it being an issue with Garland out there. Um, yeah. Mitchell's been a great, like you said, he's been a great playoff performer. Um, yeah. So like, that's why to me, like it, as much as the Knicks are kind of reliant on like, I think it's going to be Brunson. I, I think the Cavs are really, it's going to be like how, how viable is Mobley and Allen, um, especially in this series. Cause I, I think it's almost like in, like later series when you're facing the box or you're facing a Philly, whatever it might be, or even like a Boston, I think that size is almost like more of an advantage. 
against the Knicks, I, I don't know if it necessarily will be um, that much of an advantage. Um, so that that's the main thing that I'm looking for outside of that. Like, I, I think from the Cleveland standpoint, like the thing that always worries me about that team is like, are the shots going to fall? Um, they're not the best shooting team in the world. They don't have a lot of guys that uh, shoot at a high clip, um, you know, three point percentage wise. Like, I mean, you're kind of relying on uh, like outside of Mitchell, uh, I guess you're relying on like Shetty. Like, I don't even know, like, because Okoro is a 36% shooter and like he's he oh, be streaky, I guess. Right. Like I'm saying outside of Garland and Mitchell. Yeah. Like, those are going to be they tough have, They have Danny Green off the bench now, but. Right. At this so stage, like, it's like, what okay. like, are you relying on him? Yeah. The Knicks do like, allow a lot of threes. So I think, I think the, I think the attempts are going to be there. Like I can see, I can see Chetty. Oh, I'm not worried about the attempts. Yeah. I can see, I can see like, not Chetty, but Okoro going like four for seven in, in these games. And, you know, he's right. getting, he's getting good looks because the focus is on Mitchell and Garland. Yeah. It's just like, how confident are you with that? You know, cause I, that, that's where I'm starting to lean towards New York a little bit more. Cause I'm just like, I, I don't know if I trust all these shots to go down. And if they're not going down, like that's where I can see Mitchell starting to like force things and kind of shoot them out of the game in yeah. those situations where yeah. he feels like he needs to take those tough shots. Cause no one else is hitting um so i, I don't know I, I think things could spiral a little bit for them uh for cleveland offensively um and that's been my worry with this team for god like three years now i think um even when they like look like they like, kind of showed potentials of being good it's like you never really had the shooters to really make it work um so i, I don't know it's that, that's the big thing uh, but the defense i mean yeah like you said like the Knicks might really struggle to score too um especially in the half court like uh, it's you know this is the i think cleveland ended up as the top defense in the league yeah yeah so um you know that's not a fun task and you know that they, they have their options but yeah if uh how randall's feeling uh could be interesting but uh, i think it's mostly yeah like brunson needs to be that guy also, those guys, the bigs, Allen and Mobley, they don't get in foul trouble hardly ever. And yeah, especially Mobley is so disciplined that I'm I'm kind of trusting that. Um, even if Randall yeah. is able to get some calls because of his stature, um, I think Toppin is a guy to watch off the bench for New York. Just in those, if there are minutes that are without Mobley or and Allen or one of the two, um, if, if both of them aren't out there at once, and you have like a Dean Wade and someone who can't really match, like. Uh, that athleticism that Toppin has where there could be a game where he has like 20 points off the bench and shoots eight for 11. And he's just great. Um, that's yeah. where I think the production is going to have to come for New York. Cause I just don't trust their starters to really score on this defense. Um, yeah. But it goes back. I mean, ultimately to me, like just having so much trust in Garland to run things and get Mitchell good looks in the clutch. Um, I think if there's a game that within five, that's within five points, I'm going to be pretty confident about the caps. So yeah. Um, as far yeah. as games go, um, I don't want to say seven because I don't think it's quite that close, but I think it's going to be Cavs and six. I might even be tempted to say New York and six. Okay. Yeah. I did. That was my bold pick that I think the Knicks are going to make the second round, uh, especially if they're playing the Cavs. And like, I, I like if this they make the second round. That Bucks series is going to be a little bloodbath <laughs> oh boy okay um yeah i lock think i got in. new york and six all right yeah, lock it up. 
Okay. Suns Clippers. This is your team. Um, you were able to avoid the, I guess, the Pelicans and the Lakers in this spot. <laughs> able to avoid. <laughs> Excuse me. Well, I mean, do you feel better about playing? Like, who did you want? This to is play? the worst possible public matchup for us. This is the one matchup I did not want to see. I would have okay. taken anybody else. Yeah. Anybody. You would have taken you I would have rather taken this. Like, if we assume PG doesn't play at all, you would, Oh, okay, never mind. That changes things. But you would if take he doesn't play at all. I mean, you'd rather play the Pelicans. I'd rather play the Pelicans. I'd probably rather play the Lakers. And I'm barely just barely would rather play the Warriors. But that is like tiny. I would not want to play the Warriors. I, I don't want to play them, but like over the Clippers, I think so. Yeah. I, I don't like this matchup, man. I think this is the one matchup that's going to bother I think us. It's I think um, we'll see about PG. It's kind of unknown. If I had to guess, I think he's going to come back game three, game four. Yeah. That's sort of what it seems like it's trending towards. Um, uh, they do have a lot of wings to throw at KD. The Clippers do. They do have a lot of scheme stuff they can do where if they're going small immediately, that kind of negates some of what Aiton's able to do. You have the Zubach and Plumley in there to, to throw at him, um, which I think is an upgrade of what they had the last time these two played in the conference finals, where it was sort of like a similar Clippers team, similar idea at least, where you have instead of PG uh, sort of running things by himself, it's going to be Kawhi. Um, you obviously have an improved version of Phoenix, even if the, the depth isn't, is, isn't quite as there um, yeah. as it was then. But, um, you know, just KD hitting tough shots, Booker hitting tough shots, it's hard to sort of pick against that. But um, you've got a great coach in Ty Lu who can can really do a lot of things, has a, has shown an ability to look at who has the hot hand at this given time, whether it's Norman Powell, yeah. it's Mann, uh, Covington. Um, I was about to say Kennard, but they traded him. Um, you know, they've just got a lot of guys. That's tough. Yeah, Westbrook. They've um, got a lot of guys who can, who can throw, who are able to, um, who are able to get hot and, and sort of carry the team down these different stretches um you've got Kawhi playing really well for the back half of the season where um there was a lot of people wondering if we were going to see that again especially when he when he came back and kind of looked hobbled on that one leg there was that I think there was that magic loss where he kind of like he got like blocked at the end it just didn't look good but he's looked a lot better since um what what worries you about this outside of stuff that I mentioned um yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing that worries me is that this feels like a series where it's going to end up being a little bit reliant on how Aiden does. I, I feel like he's sort of the X factor in the series, if anything. I think everything else in the series is, I don't want to say like a fully known quantity, but it, it feels like, like you said, like, yeah, Katie and Book kind of going to do their thing. Um, you know what you're going to get from CP3. Um, we realize our bench isn't that great, but it's not like their bench is that much better. So I don't think that's going to make that much of a difference either way um but yeah it really feels like how does Aiden react like you said to having that small lineup played against him I think the Clippers are going to go to that probably a lot um I don't think it really makes so much like too much sense for them to try and play big because I think that just kind of falls into the trap of like having Booker and CP3 like just go at you pick and roll like yeah. they're literally just going to pick and roll you to death 
um you know and like there's no better person to do that than cp3 um even the way that like he's playing now like i still trust him to absolutely demolish too much in the, in yeah, the I trust situation. Those, those bags. and um, i think an underrated part of that yeah. <laughs> like we in the game well first of all the suns are eight no since getting when when durant plays yeah uh, and yeah in the games that we've seen the high profile ones like against the Mavs that that Sunday game it was like the first really high profile game that they had with him um yeah you're just able to see like he's getting like they're able to get these teams in rotation so quickly because of the <laughs> stuff where it's a double it's a double drag chain for for Booker and then Aiton's I mean I mean not Aiton Durant's in the corner um, or vice versa, where like if you if you even move those guys around a little bit, the combination of what they're able to do, scoring at all three levels, it just yeah. makes defense. Sun's Twitter can't stop talking about that double drag action. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, it's, it's, it's I mean, it's, yeah. it should be unstoppable. Like for yeah, based yeah. on the, the like CP3 and all the personnel. But again, I, I think that. I think that if any team can blow it up, I think the Clippers probably have the most like the the wings and the physicality to be able to break. Yeah, the Clippers should be up. able to to like um, move their feet and be able to get into those gaps quickly, quickly. Yeah, uh, compared to yeah. other teams, and I think that's where the bigs can sort of hurt you um, yeah. more defensively because I don't yeah. I don't see the Clippers punishing the Suns offensively by playing Zubac or by playing. No, no. So. Um, I think it also helps that like one of the big things like with KD last year, I think with Boston where they were able to kind of make him, you know, force him into so many turnovers and really got physical with them. That's a lot tougher to do with Phoenix, especially like when we start playing a little bit faster, I think our tempo is a little bit better than Brooklyn's was last year. Um, now at the same time, like we've seen kind of like spots in the past, uh, not so much with KD, uh, but in the past without KD where like the offense really starts getting bogged down. Um, and that's, I think when we can get in trouble. So like, that's probably the biggest key for me. Um, keep the tempo up, uh, keep the Clippers kind of guessing. And, and like you said, like get, you know, like we get teams in a rotation so fast, but like, that's the biggest key for us, um, to be able to like succeed against the Clippers team. But, like, I think again, like they're probably the most well-built team defensively to be able to like disrupt a lot of those actions. If we are like a little slow getting into them. Um, Booker can get bothered by a little bit of physicality too at times. So, I well, think like, ideally there shouldn't that's... be a lot of KD isoing, especially no, guys no. Can be guarding him. So, and that's like, what I'm saying. Like, I think Brooklyn tried to give KD the ball in some bad spots last year. Yeah, I think year, the reason why they tried to post him up a little bit too much. Yeah. yeah, why that ended up being a sweep is a because like the Celtics had the best personnel to throw at yeah. in. Out of anyone in the whole league, out of any team in the whole league. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, they were able to play so big in that series because the Nets were playing these tiny lineups where Bruce <sighs> was the second biggest guy on the floor, and you had Steph, Seth Curry getting abused and um, sort of Kyrie <laughs> the same way. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's going to be a problem for Phoenix, but. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Aiden really needs to have a good series. Uh, I think Aiden becomes the X factor. Like if we win this series, like I, I think we're gonna look at it as like, wow, like Aiden did his job. Like he, he's not, he doesn't need to put up 30, but like if he's consistently putting up like 20 and 12, that's gonna win us the series. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think the Clippers really have too many answers. If Kawhi, if if like I could see like the Suns will be up 2-0 and PG will come back, and then it'll be on someone to play well in that game four 
to get the three, one lead. And then it kind of feels over. Um, I, I don't really know that. I mean, we've seen this and we've seen this with Phoenix before where they they're up three, one, they go into the game five. It's sort of like they're going to the finals and the Clippers punch them in the mouth, but yeah, really, I don't really see that happening with someone like KD. So there's a lot of interesting coaching stuff that can happen, but go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, like, the only thing that worries me on the other side is that they have, like, Kawhi. You know, like, that. that's still, like, a scarier prospect than PG. Yeah, no, so, Kawhi's a killer, um, and he's had the injury history of his own. It's just he's going to be put to the ringer in this series where he's going to have to guard KD at one end and be the primary initiator at the other. They don't really have that Reggie mm-hmm. Jackson anymore where he can he can sort of run your offense for it. It's going to be a lot <clears throat> A lot of this stuff around the Kawhi and Westbrook, too. Um, we'll see how he plays. Westbrook becomes interesting, doesn't he? Yeah, especially, like, I think that second unit becomes... Yeah, if you're, if you're yeah. looking to get pressure on the rim versus the this, this Suns team, that, that in theory shouldn't be all that great defensively, especially if especially if they are going small and Aiden's not out there. If, if the yep. Clippers are going small and they're forced to bench Aiden and you don't have a lot of rim protection, then yeah, Westbrook could have a huge impact if he's just able to go to the rim over and over and over again. Um, But the shooting, I mean, they might just let him shoot. So we'll see. Luckily for the Clippers, they have a lot of guys that they could put in this place that can shoot. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I I think Monty's probably going to avoid going small as much as possible. He, if I remember right in the last time we played the Clippers, uh, we pretty much stuck with Aiden. Um, as much as we could, uh, we probably stuck to Aiden and like McGee a little bit too much against Dallas. Um, and that kind of ended up biting us, but like Monty just really doesn't like going small if he can help it. Um, yeah. he likes to kind of stick with it. Um, so I, I don't, I, I wouldn't expect to see too much, like just small ball on small ball action. Um, except for like maybe small spurts, like at the end of a quarter or something. Um, but yeah, I know the, the coaching stuff does become interesting because I, I think uh, like Phoenix, Phoenix is sort of a known quantity. Like we kind of just run what we run. Um, there's not a whole lot of like new stuff that you're really going to see out of mm. it. Um, the rotations are really set. Monty's probably one of the more rigid coaches in the league. Um, and so like the Clippers kind of have like that, like you have all the time in the world to create the exact blueprint because you know exactly what you're going to run into, if that makes sense. Um so I don't know. That, that's what kind of worries me. If anything, we might be a little too predictable. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think that a Kogi could be big in terms of having a yeah. guy throw a Kawhi that's not going to be KD. I don't think he's on that level yeah. to sort of be able to defend Kawhi well, but that is another, that is like the best individual defender they probably have. Um, <sighs> yeah, I mean, we got bodies, I guess. The bench, uh, the bench stuff. To have the advantage there for sure. Um, but yeah, I, I could see it being scary where the Clippers, you, you look up and it's halftime and they, they're 10 to 21 from three and they're up by 10 and you're kind of like, what happened? Yeah. And yeah. so I don't think it's going to be a walkover, um, but I do trust the Suns to get this done. I'm going to go six games. You trust us? Yeah. I think my pessimistic ass is going to say Clippers in seven. Oh. That way I can't get hurt. I can't get hurt. I can't get hurt. All right. Yeah, I, I think if we win the series, I'll be at six. But nah, I, I can't do it. Man. Well, you fi- you thought the Pelicans were going to beat you last year too? They should have. You should have. Come on. They were on their way. Like Booker had twenty six in the first half of game two, and then he got hurt. And then like 
and we were like up by what one at half like it took an all-time booker performance to be up by one yeah <laughs> we were not good i mean CP3 the signs were there the cp3 going like 14 to 14 or wherever the hell that yeah was in game five in game yeah. six i just i mean that was it was over um, we got lucky man we got lucky having, yeah, it's, well, it was all for nothing so uh, <laughs> okay all on to sixers nets um you know i think the main yeah no is Embiid versus the double teams and all the the wings that they're gonna throw at them and the 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 shooting and it, it sort of reminds me of the Raptors series from last year where I'm like yeah you know, a little bit, bit of hope I just think <laughs> if it was I mean, the Brooklyn Raptors you pick them in six not a lot of hope but I just think that <laughs> Embiid and Harden are gonna get to the line over and over and over and over yeah. and over again and it's just yeah. gonna like if you're watching these games you're probably gonna be mad at some point especially if you have a rooting yeah. interest or a betting interest on the, on the nets. So I just wouldn't do it. Um, Embiid. Have you already put down better. something on the nets? What? Have you already put down something? No, on the nets? no, no, I'm not oh, going to. Thank God. Okay. Um, yeah, gonna no, Embiid's going to see a lot of doubles. Um, it's going to be interesting. He's, he's able to get to the pull-up now. Um, you know, if it's Finney Smith and, and, and Cam Johnson, where Bridges is on the other side with Harden and, you know, that sounds good for Brooklyn, but Claxton is giving up a ton of weight and a ton of muscle versus Embiid. They don't really have a, like a big body to throw at him as good as Claxton has been. Um, yeah, I just don't, I mean, I just don't see a way that the Nets can make this go longer than five. Yeah, uh, even five would be pretty impressive, to be honest with you. Um, I, I think Embiid just runs through them, man. Like this is, I like, there's not a whole lot more to say about the series, I feel like, just because, like, it feels like... I mean, it's literally just all Embiid. Embiid. Like, it's it's just Embiid, how, like, if he goes for 40 and 15 every game, like... They, and I think he will. Like, yeah. I, I just don't see how you stop, like, unless he gets exhausted. I think I there's think one game like where efficient. Brooklyn hits a ton of threes and they win, and they steal one game, <laughs> but then it goes back to Philly for games. See, that's the thing. I, I think they hit a lot of threes and they still don't win. Like, I think they can keep it close. I mean, I think they that. will, but they're like they'll be where it's like ridiculous and Bridges has like 35 and they win. And you know. Yeah, we hope. Yeah. But I, mean, I, 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 I hope it's interesting. interesting. But I, I just can't I just can't pick Philly to sleep to sweep anyone. Like I, like there's just too many. Like we we thought there was like a there was like a 10% chance they were gonna blow that 3-0 series lead last year. Yeah. No, where, they almost did. Yeah, we're right. Toronto wins game four and then kind of dominates game five, and you're looking around like, what's happening? And yeah. then they, they blow them out in game six, but um, it just kind of like the, the history is there. It's just the bad vibes. I just can't see them yes. sweeping anyone. I, like, I there there always has to I be think, a moment of uncertainty when the Sixers play in the playoffs. There cannot. I, I think the moment of uncertainty is going to be first game, they're going to be down at the end of the third quarter by like eight. And then Embiid just puts on a clinic and cleans up, and then we get a sweep. I think that's like the moment of uncertainty if we get. I'll it. give the Nets a game. Yeah. I think Vaughn is a good coach, and there's certain things they can do. But I, 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 I like that Nets team. That that Nets team be. has my boys now. But like, I just don't. I can't give it to them. Okay, Sixers and four for you. I'll take them in five. Uh, to recap, before we do the play-in games, um, I had Warriors in six. You did as well. Um, yeah. You had Knicks in six. I had Cavs in six. Um, you had Clippers in seven. We'll see. Um, I had Suns in five. 
Uh, or no, it's Suns at six. Suns at six. Sorry. Yeah. Suns um, at five. God. Yeah. Um, and then Brooklyn in five for me. I mean, not Brooklyn. Yeah. Philly in five for me. Philly in four for you. So, okay. Now to the play-in games. Um, so the first two are going to be tomorrow. That will be Heat and Hawks and Lakers and Wolves. We'll start there. Uh, Heat and Hawks, they played in the first round last year. It was kind of a walkover for the Heat. The Trey Young was awful. Uh, they do have DeJounte Murray this year to sort of take the pressure off of him, um, but they don't have they don't have our boy Herder anymore. Um, I, as, as much as I think the Heat have sort of declined, I just think this is a matchup that they're so comfortable with. Um, I, I just yeah. Jimmy is so comfortable against this team, and this is like the one team that Jimmy takes threes against too for some reason. Um, he don't care. He knows they're gonna win. He's like, he's like, we're gonna win. Like I got this. Yeah. And, he, he's yeah. gotten all the steals. He's got to get a triple double against them in the playoffs last year. So I, I just don't, I can't see them losing this game. And I think they're going to be seventh and play the Celtics. And it's going to be another rock fight. Maybe, maybe it doesn't fun. go seven, but it's going to be another, you know, it'll be a fun six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, yeah, I got the same exact same thing. Um, it's just that, yeah, they, they match up too well against them. Trey struggles. I just don't. And, and like, I don't know. I haven't been overly impressed with anything that I've seen from the Hawks. Um, no. they, they just, I mean, they've been 500 the entire year. Like they're the, they're the most 500 yeah. team of all time. They were, I think they were 500, like 20 different times during the season. <laughs> yeah. No, um, seriously. I, I'm serious. I saw a tweet today. It's like, no, yeah. They're, they're like the points for and points against was almost equal cool too. Yeah. yeah I mean, this, this, this heat team kind of sucks. If you look at the numbers, they have a negative net rate. Oh, it's not like, like it's this just, is not a good team. Yeah, they have no shooting. <laughs> but they're still better than the Hawks. <laughs> but they have, you know, they have Jimmy and Bam, and sometimes that's enough in the defense, and they should be able to beat this team. Okay. Yeah. Lakers-Wolves, and we'll talk about the, the stuff with the Wolves right now. Um, so if you missed it yesterday, um, so I was I, – I, I mean, I'll lead this. This will lead into our Pelicans discussion. But um, so uh, the Pelicans are playing the Wolves – at the same time as the Clippers Suns game, and it ended up the Clippers pulled it out against the Suns. Um, close game though, when the Suns were playing absolutely nobody. Um, yeah, and there was I a moment there where the Suns sort of the the Clippers could have like tanked the game and and maybe gotten seventh instead of fifth and played Memphis potentially or or Denver had they uh, or been out, which which I think I think what kept them from doing that is last year they were the they were the eighth seed and they, and they lost out entirely. But um, yeah. So anyway, the wolves are playing. It's in the second quarter. Um, Gobert and Anderson get into it. Um, I think Anderson calls him a bitch and like, he's like, why don't you get some blocks? And Gobert's like, why don't you get some rebounds? And Gobert's this back thing's been bothering him. Um, and then Gobert just punches him in the face and, or punches him in the shoulder, I guess. But um and then Prince shoves him. They send Gobert to the locker room. They send him home during the game. So he goes home. Yeah. Wherever he lives in Minneapolis, I guess. Um, the game continues. Are you sure he lives in Minnesota? <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Uh, it's like Kawhi, like, doesn't live in L.A. He lives in San Diego. Oh, does he really? Nah, yeah, checks out. Um, which is unsurprising. <laughs> but uh, not surprising at all. But um, – <laughs> McDaniels gets frustrated after getting two fouls. He punches something in the, like the tunnel, um, breaks his yeah. hand. So he's not playing the rest. Like, even if they make the playoffs, he's not, you're not going to see him ever. Um, 
they lost Nas, Nas ever Nas, again. I think two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, that sucks. I mean, your favorite player, really <laughs> Nas Reed. Yeah. yeah, Nas Reed better than Aiden. He's gone. Um, and I mean, you agree? I know you do. Deep down, I love it, man. Um, <laughs> My worst nightmare is we win the championship and Aiden fight like somehow gets finals MVP. <laughs> I would cry. <laughs> um, so the Wolves are down. It's looking like the Pel. I mean, Ingram has twenty one in the first quarter. It's looking like the Pelicans are going to roll them over. Um, we get to the fourth. I think Towns hits three threes in a row, puts them up. Um, they immediately start playing better when Gobert gets off the floor. Surprise, surprise. Um, and then if i speak <laughs> no it's it's bad and then mccollum um mccollum misses two free throws he turns it over it's a layup and close he just sort of blows the game for the pelicans we don't get the ball in ingram's hands as much and i think edwards did a better job in ingram in the second half um but at first yeah. he was just torching them um and now the wolves are eighth they're gonna play the lakers gobert got suspended by the team um he'll be back if they win against the lakers but they're going up. They're going up against this Lakers team without uh, their best on-ball defender in McDaniel's, their best rim protector in Gobert, and another big body in Reed. And you have Cat, who's prone to foul trouble against LeBron and AD, who you know are going to get every single fucking call in this game. So, I mean, I don't see it going well. No, I mean you're not wrong. <laughs> this could be ugly fast. This might be the one game that, like, it might not be worth watching. No, I think they're I mean, I out think of all the worth watching. But because they're, you know, they're one-offs. Like, that, that's true. Yeah, you never know. You never know. But, like, if there's one that, like, at halftime, you're kind of questioning things, this might at be time, the one. it's a 17-point game. You get to turn it off. Yeah. Yeah, and I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if that's the case. Yeah, I just think the Lakers are going to physically overwhelm them, and then they'll we'll, we'll talk about this later, like big picture, who got a good draw and who didn't, but they'll be matched up with Memphis, which I think is a matchup that they like. Um, and the yeah. Wolves, we'll see based on the Pelicans and Thunder, which we'll do next. Um, Pelicans are the nine seed. Thunder are going to be 10th. This game will be at the Blender. Um, we'll see – I don't know. I don't feel great just because I, I think this game. Wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out, time out, time out. This game will be at the Blender. The Blender, the Smoothie King Center, the Blender. That's yeah. what y'all call it. I love that. That's yeah, amazing. it's pretty good. Um, I that. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, see, they play really small. Um, they they sort of go this five out lineup with Isaiah Joe um, coming off the bench and starting in place of, I guess, Poker. Isaiah Joe is the best player that I've ever seen live. Yeah. I'm just, I just got to say it. They yeah. shoot a lot of threes, yeah, take a lot of threes. It makes me scared because that's the one thing the Pelicans don't do. Um, I think the key to this game is getting the damn ball to Valanciunas. I don't think there's anyone on the Thunder that can handle him physically at all. Um, so I think if we do that, we'll be good to go. But it's crunch time. It's Shea that kind of scares me, despite how good Ingram's been this year. And I just think that – like I can see a version of this game where McCollum is sort of jacking at the end and we lose and I'll be mad. Because um, I do think – I mean, I do think – if we were to win this game and we play the Wolves in the game, then I feel okay. Like I was feeling pretty good on Sunday, like before the game too. I was like, we should, you know, we're, like we should be able to win this. Um, and then yeah. it didn't happen, but you know, there's familiarity there. So I think, I think I'm feeling okay against the Thunder. Um, but yeah, do you see, what do you see in that one? 
Um, no, like I, I, I don't know. I, I won't say that like you know, uh, there's no like huge matchups to watch or anything. I think it's just gonna be like fun basketball down the stretch. Uh, yeah, we got. I mean, we got Herb SGA, Jones on SGA. They're gonna have Dort on Ingram, so that'll be yeah. That'll be some. Yeah, but I think you're gonna see some like unreal shot making down the stretch. Like if it's close, I, I think it's gonna be fun. So yeah, Ingram in the mid range and SGA just sort of twisting and turning to get those oh, layups yeah, like yeah. we talked about before. So fun. Um, okay, on the Bulls Raptors. Um, the Raptors are like six point favorites in this game. I don't really understand why. I think the Bulls are better. Um, it's two kind of I, similar teams. I think it's going to be an absolute yeah. fight. They're both very good defensively. The Raptors, but like, not in a good way. Like, this is like the rock fight, and like, wow, like they're not hitting anything. Yeah, it's not even it's like offense. it's not even like this. The clip, it's not even like the Celtics Heat games where it's like, this is awesome. No. It, it's like yeah like this like is like they're wow, just this missing is everything and yeah like, like there's no game. offense like it's just yeah. vibes the bulls yeah. are just isoing levine and DeRozan. And oh my god yeah siakam's driving into five guys um, this could be all-time ugly basketball it could be bad but <laughs> i think i think i'm gonna take the upset here and take the bulls just because levine and DeRozan, their ability to draw fouls it's hard to win in the air canada center I will say it is, um, but you know, Barnes is not the guy we saw last year. Siakam has been good this season. Van Vliet's been awful. Um, I've avoided yeah. this for a while, but he's been really bad. Um, oh, and man, despite feels, all the weird shit good. that Toronto can pull going zone and such, I, I think that the, the Bulls will, will take it. This can't score. Yeah. Yeah. They can't score. And the no. Bulls, despite all their flaws, I think can score because they have those two guys. And yeah, no, I I think I'm with you there. I think Chicago steals it. Um, yeah, that's man, that's sad. And they've been playing better as of late. They've had some good results. Um, they seem to be, I don't know, turning it on as much as you can as a ten seed, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I think it's finally time they, they make some roster changes. Yeah, it, it might be time to to you know the ship might have sailed on the drugs. Well, nurse might be gone too, um, which is a oh, you're talking about Toronto? Yeah. Are you talking about the Bulls? Yeah. Well, they both probably, need them. Probably both, but I think Toronto yeah. really needs it more desperately. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Um, it might be time to, to ship off some of those guys. I hate to say it. I love that team, but yeah, that, that dream is dead. The problem is they can't trade anybody because they, they ask for like four first round picks for an OP. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the, the asking price will come down, I'm sure. In the barns. It better come down. Because they're not gonna like they're not gonna be able to trade these yeah. guys. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know what they're thinking. Big picture stuff before we talk about the disaster maps. Um. That's right. So. Oh boy. Overall, you were saying that you didn't like the draw for the Suns in the first round, and I kind of agree. But you get an yeah. team. Then, assuming you win, you face Denver. If they beat the Wolves, Pelicans. That... Clippers. I mean, not yeah, Wolves. No, nah, but I, but I would have rather faced Memphis. Would you? I guess there's no real way. Why would you rather face Memphis? I'd rather play Memphis than Denver. Why? I think. Why? Because yeah. Denver still scares me a little bit because like they, it feels like they have more firepower than Memphis does. I think. 
yeah, and I think Memphis, I think Memphis is, a, is a way better defensive team. And that, you know, yeah, I, I don't think that's going to matter as much. Maybe it doesn't matter against. Yeah, I think we. I mean, they don't have anyone who yeah. guard KD. They don't have the bigs. So yeah, yeah. Like if anything, Denver at least kind of has wings to throw at them. Maybe I just think um, that KCG maybe, this, maybe they don't even have a good draw. It's just that they're they're they have a good matchup against every team. The Suns. Who? The Suns. The Suns? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, there's no team that we're really that afraid of, I guess. Like, the Clippers would probably be the most – the team that makes me the most afraid. Like, if we get past them, I'm like, okay, like, I, I feel like we should be able to beat all the other teams. Yeah. Right? Like, unless we get, like, Renaissance LeBron in the conference finals or something. Which would be awesome, by the way. Um, for you, not for me. It would be – that would be – for the viewing public, I think that's what the people yeah. want to see. Right, I mean, Katie LeBron in the conference finals, like that's that would be sick. That would be sick. Yeah, yeah. Katie, Katie Steph in the conference finals would also be unbelievable. I think LeBron would be more fun, honestly. But LeBron would be more fun. Don't get me wrong, but like Katie Steph would also be incredible TV. Well, we might we might get Steph LeBron in the second round. So. Yeah. Um, no, we might get some elite second round matchups. Yeah, um, Memphis. It's hard to say they're playing they won't be playing the pelicans i would be pretty i'm pretty like i'd be i would maybe pick the pelicans in a series over memphis i think we match up with them really well um yeah oh, i love um, the pelicans so we, they're, not gonna, they're not gonna play us which is good for them um but you get they could get the lakers they lose the lakers the lakers matchup for memphis is disaster because of the yeah all the fouls that LeBron and AD are going to draw, all the chippy stuff where, like, if you're Memphis, you're probably not getting the benefit of the doubt on any of that with Brooks, no, everything no. comes with it. And not at all. I think the more the more Memphis sort of riles himself up, the worse they're going to be if they don't sort of focus on playing their way. Um, now, Memphis does have the best counter to AD in the West. Yes, but I think he's going to get in foul trouble again. That's not going to matter. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah. Um, you can take it out pretty quickly. <laughs> that's that's what I thought about the draws in the West, at least. Um, I think that, you know, Denver... Now, I will say, Denver is praying to God that the Lakers don't lose that game. Like, if the Lakers drop to the eight seed, yes. that is Denver's worst nightmare. Yeah. 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 Because I think I think Denver would be happy to play the Clippers in the second round. Oh yeah, they'd love them. Yeah. Um, pretty tough for the Cavs, all things considered. Um, they get it. They get sort of this toss up in round one, and then even if they win, they're gonna have to play Milwaukee. And I think they match up pretty well against That's the Celtics. Right. That was my bold prediction that if that series happened, the Cavs Celtics, the Cavs are gonna take it. Um, yep. The Sixers kind of ended up. Things ended up pretty good for them, all things considered. They get as far as good as you can get. Yeah, this walkover first round series, and if the Heat are able to win tomorrow, you get you can hope that that the that they stretch the Celtics to six or seven to where, you know, you're kind of getting yeah. you're getting as much rest as possible for that series. Um, and I think they match up better against the Celtics than they do against Bucks too. So I prefer that draw for them. Really? Like conference finals? Yeah, I, I do. Why? I think they would have struggled against Giannis. I don't I like everyone that, does, that. but I, I like the Celtics just have so many wings that the Sixers cannot guard. Like, like they just yeah. can't. I, I just don't know what they do with Tatum. 
I wanted to say PJ, but that's you know. um yeah, I don't know. Tobias, you throw Tobias on one, you throw PJ on the other. <laughs> it's not it's not pretty, but I don't know. Like Celtics historically have done well against Embiid, but like Embiid seems to have figured it out a lot more recently. So like yeah, and that game that's where I'm like, I don't know. the MVP, the Celtics were not, they were playing him straight up. There was no yeah. going on, which is kind of makes me think that we're gonna see a lot more <laughs> when they do play. Um if they do play. Oh, I mean, yeah, they're gonna throw everything in, you know, because you have to. But and he's I, better I think now. He's, he's better now than when he's faced him in the past for sure. But yeah. Um, he's smarter, he's able to double the double he's able to handle double te- double teams well. They still have Horford who's played him as well as anyone. So and yeah, yeah, I, I just think I, I don't know. I, maybe I have a little bit too much faith in Embiid this year, but like he seems to have like genuinely like turned that corner of like now he's like figured out like no, like I am better than you. Like you're fucking out. Yeah, like there should be no question like, that Embiid is better than Tatum and yeah. be the best player in this series. Yeah, which is always yeah a point that we make with these things. Um, yeah, and I think he's like yeah, so he's had too many disappointments. Like I think this is the year that he like figures it out. So for the Lakers. They get a great matchup with the play in. Then you're on to the Grizzlies, and I think they'd be heavy favorites in that series. Um, And you're hoping that the Kings beat the Warriors somehow because. And then that's done in five. I feel pretty good about that, too. I wouldn't say that's done in five. I I think think I'd give the Kings a little more respect. If if they beat the Warriors. Don't care. No. You're not taking down the Lakers. I'm sorry. That is 2002 vibes all over again. AD going to the line. 50, well, that's 27. If that's the case. So, um, oh, well, yeah, that's true. Love it. Like they're gonna play the Grizzlies, Adams or Brandon Clark. Like it's just gonna be JJJ. That's gonna be a murder. Um, no, it is. And if they yeah. get, I don't think they want to play the Warriors. But it's no. not a terrible matchup. I, I I think they still find a way to win. But like, yeah, that's the one. Like the yeah, Clippers, a struggle. The Clippers are the team that they don't want to play. Yeah, if anybody. So, I think they would rather play us than the Clippers. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, because at least at least they could be like, we can play big against this Suns team. Yeah, you have counters. The I Clippers, think Clippers like, like, the, the going small stuff kind of negates that because they're able yeah. to at such a high level. So, um, okay. Let's talk Mavericks quick, and then we'll get out of here. Um, Let's do it. So they did something that has never been done before in the history of the league. As far as I have looked, I've not looked too heavily, but when you have a chance to make the playoffs and you completely punt on it, I don't think it's ever been done before. Um, and After trading for a superstar. After trading – for a superstar during the season. Um, they went 5-11 and 11 with him, with both of those guys. It's the lowest nice. winning percentage by two all-star teammates ever. Uh, found that one last night. Um, they, they had a chance. They were a game back of OKC. They had a chance in that Bulls game because OKC was playing the Jazz, I believe, the day after. So OKC would have to – or no, OKC played yesterday as well so yeah okay would have had to lose yeah they did they played memphis every team played yesterday um yeah yeah so like they were one game back so they would have had to win their final two games and okc would have to drop one for them to because they had the tiebreaker um but yeah 
they needed to tie them the record. That Bulls game, it looks like they're going to win the whole time, even though they they rest everyone. They have Luca come in for one quarter since it's Slovenian night. Um, and they rest everyone. And they're up like 15 like the whole game. And then it goes to the fourth. The Bulls take the lead. It's still like a three-point game. Um, they put Justin Holiday in at center to sort of ensure that they lose. But they could have gone for 10th. And it's just never happened before. And it's pretty wild. Yeah. And it kind of got it kind of got glossed over, but it's it's just the fact like the fact that that is the decision that they made, like that hasn't happened before. Um, and yeah, they probably weren't beating anyone anyway. I think I think in a playing game you have a chance against anyone with those two guys. Um, if you play Denver, you're probably screwed. But you know, Jokic gets hurt in game two so, or something, and you, like you like the playoff. It's so dependent on all these different things and. To give yourself a slightly better chance of keeping your pick just doesn't seem worth it to me, especially if if no. a couple of years, if it's a year down the road or two years down the road and Luca's coming to you being like, we didn't even make the playoffs with this team. Like, I'm out of here. So, yeah, it's... How can you even be mad at him at that point, you know? No, I don't understand it. Um, and it's just, it's never happened before. And... You look at what they gave up for for Kyrie. They give up Brunson, Finney Smith, Dinwiddie. Uh, I think two firsts. Um, or no, they didn't give up Brunson. Sorry, Brunson walked. Yeah, yeah. They didn't offer him. They gave up uh, Dinwiddie, Din- Finney Smith, uh, two firsts, maybe three. I think it was two though. Um, yeah, it might have been like two plus protector, no, two in a like swap, protect, maybe like a pick swap. Yeah. yeah. Um, and now they have the decision. And Kyrie has the decision to either re-sign with his team that didn't make the playoffs, and he's going you know he's gonna want like the four-year max. So you can either give yeah. that to him or let him walk too, and then you have nothing. Um so I kind of think they're gonna give him the contract, which might be worse because yeah. there's not a lot of good yeah. situations for this season, at least. Um you're looking at Fred Van Vliet, guys of that caliber, there's not really many top guys. Um, in, in 24 at least so um, it's a disaster I mean it, and it, I kind of I was tracking this I was like I was like there are four games under 500 like they're probably not <laughs> I would check every day no you called it pretty early you did call like, it pretty early I was like who yeah. are they playing like oh they're 11 when, when they lost that horn they, they lost the back-to-back games from the Hornets and they lost that second game and I watched that game I was like this is probably it like they yeah. they cannot guard anyone Luca his defense has taken a huge step back. Like he's Uh, his transition. It's effort more than anything, right? (laughs) Yeah. His transition defense is like laughable. Um, And like people, this, this tarnishes, you know, like legacy wise, when you're, when you're looking, if he has a chance to become like a top 20 all-time player, you're going to look at this season and say, what the fuck happened? You had, you had this guy, he was averaging 32, eight and eight or whatever it was. You had a guy in Kyrie Irving who's, regarded as one of the best scores that we've had in the past 10 years and you couldn't even make the play in. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's pretty, it's pretty, it's still wild to me. <clears throat> no, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, and I think the saddest thing is that like you shot yourself in the foot. So now like, what do you even do going forward? Like there's no real like salvageable thing that you can return out of it. You know, 
um, which just boggles my mind. Like, why are you trying to save this pick? Like, what what is that getting you in return? You know, at least like go out with a fight. Like, okay, that shows something. But like, this just feels like, yeah, you're like, I, I, you're giving up the future and the present. So I, I don't know. Yeah. You're honestly, you seem more hurt about it than like actual Mavs fans. Not hurt. I love it. I'm just, <laughs> I think it's like, it's pretty appalling. Like what the decision that they made, like, yeah. Like the fact that that actually happened with, with the talent they yeah. do have, like if OKC did this, I think there would still, like, it still wouldn't really make sense, but it wouldn't be a huge, it wouldn't be a huge deal. And Portland, yeah, yeah. Portland and Utah, they punted on this pretty early, but they had, they had like an outside shot. I mean, the, yeah. the Mavs are really in this with two games to go, and they just decided, fuck it. Dude, like a month ago, they were fifth. Yeah, like they they <laughs> they were awful. Those losing the back to back games to the Hornets is, but that was I mean, that was ridiculous. Um, yeah, and this was after a kid was like the effort needs to go up, and then they they it wasn't really a close game the second game um, after yeah. the first one where he yeah. had that presser. So. Um, and then Cuban, nah, like, he, he lost the locker room like months ago. Yeah, Cuban's blaming Brunson's dad and all this stuff. Like, but he didn't like Sorry. the Mavs kind of lowballed him, and you see what you see what he's doing now, where he yeah. might just be a better player than Kyrie is right now. Um, yeah. So and Luca actually likes him. So yeah, could have. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. Um, no, it's yeah. That's bad, man. That organization. That's all I really got, but um, yeah, if you're a Mavs fan, I mean, they have, so they have a 20% chance of losing their pick now. So I don't know when the lottery is. I think it's like in two weeks, but whenever that happens, it's going to be very, if they lose that pick, which is the reason why they decided to skip out in these playoffs, mm-hmm. that's the funniest outcome for all of this. 20%. So it's, <laughs> it could happen. Um I think the NBA rigs it to make sure it happens. That's the way to get back at them. Yeah, I mean, and they, they protested the Warriors' loss too. They got they got denied. Right. Um, that's usually a sign of you know something going on if you're actually protesting yeah. a game. That ended up being a huge game, but yeah, uh, yeah. like you can't lose back to back games to the Hornets when you have these two dudes. So yeah, ah, so. Uh, yeah, that was one of the weirdest implosions that I've ever seen out of a team. Like, there, there's been some some odd ones in the past, but like, yeah, this, this one just it, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. Okay, well, that's all we got. Um, we got some play games coming. We'll probably be back over the weekend to yep. talk about the matchups that are yet to be set. If we get some surprises in the play-in, that'll make it more interesting. But we'll see. So, yeah. yeah.